Today, Russia stations tactical nukes in Belarus. The number of refugees worldwide hits a record high. Former President Donald Trump pleads not guilty, and a huge report shows that people are less interested in the news. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Wednesday the 14th of June 2023. In yet another development in the war in Ukraine, Belarus has today started to take delivery of Russian tactical nuclear weapons. This is the first time since the fall of the Soviet Union that Moscow has deployed such warheads in a foreign country. In a statement made on the Rossiya One Russian state TV channel, Belarusian President Lukashenko claimed that the nukes he had received are three times more powerful than those dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. It was only last week that Russian President Vladimir Putin stated that he would deploy nukes in the neighbouring country imminently. He made clear that special storage facilities had been developed in Belarus to store them, and while they would be stationed there, Russia would retain control over them. Putin's intention to station tactical nukes in Belarus was first announced back in March, when he tried to justify it by arguing that the US had stationed their own tactical nukes in European countries. Interestingly, Lukashenko appears to have contradicted this slightly. In an interview earlier this week, Lukashenko addressed the question of whether Belarus needs them. He said, why do we need them? To make sure not a single foreign soldier sets their foot on Belarusian land again. God forbid that I have to make the decision to use these weapons. But there will be no hesitation in the event of an aggression against us. It seems that Lukashenko is only too happy to have these weapons on his territory. And while others, such as the United States, are not exactly pleased about this development, it seems that they're also not that worried either. The US stated it has no intention of changing its own stance on strategic nuclear weapons, nor that it thinks that Russia is any more likely now to use one. We'll update you on this story as it develops. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. The number of people forcibly displaced by conflict, persecution and violence has reached a record of 110 million people, according to the UN High Commissioner for Refugees. The record high figure has been reached due to a long list of crises around the world, with the recent conflict in Sudan displacing nearly 2 million people since April. The UN's refugee chief, Filippo Grandi, said it's quite an indictment on the state of our world and added that war, violence, persecution, discrimination and increasingly climate change, often linked to conflict, all cause displacement. The UN Refugee Agency's Global Trends Report of 2022, which was published on Wednesday, said that by the end of 2022 there were 19 million more displaced people than at the end of 2021. Of those 19 million, more than 11 million were displaced by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. As of the end of 2022, the report says that 52% of all refugees and other people in need of international protection came from just three countries – Syria, Ukraine and Afghanistan. Meanwhile, Turkey, Iran, Colombia, Germany and Pakistan host the largest refugee populations. Speaking ahead of the report's publication, Grandi highlighted that 76% of refugees fled to low- and middle-income countries, and that 70% stayed in neighbouring countries. The rising number of refugees were increasingly being met with a hostile environment almost everywhere, he said, adding that leadership is about convincing your public opinion that there are people that deserve international protection.
So that's the latest news from the UN Refugee Agency. Let's move and discuss what's been happening in the US. Former US President Donald Trump appeared in federal court in Miami on Tuesday and pleaded not guilty to charges relating to his alleged mishandling of classified national defense documents. Trump faces a 37-count indictment, which includes 31 alleged violations of the Espionage Act. Prosecutors have accused him of willfully taking and withholding classified documents from his presidency and obstructing in the investigation and efforts to retrieve them. Before the arraignment hearing, Trump was taken into custody at the courthouse, where his fingerprints, but not a mugshot, were taken. The judge ruled that Trump could not communicate with his aide and co-defendant about the case, as well as a list of potential witnesses. After the hearing, Trump was allowed to leave without any other conditions or travel restrictions, and no cash bond was required. Trump has condemned the charges as fake and fabricated, stating that the investigation and case is a witch hunt. Ahead of the court session, he posted on Truth Social, saying that it was one of the saddest days in the history of our country. Following his appearance in court, Trump made a stop at a Cuban restaurant in Miami, where he was met by supporters who even sang him happy birthday, as his birthday is on Wednesday. Speaking to an audience on Tuesday night, Trump reminded them that President Biden had had classified documents from his vice presidential term stored at his home and other personal locations. Biden returned the documents when they were discovered, and a separate special counsel is investigating how they got there. According to a major new survey conducted across 46 countries, people across the world have become less interested in the news. The 2023 Digital News Report by the Reuters Institute found that 48% of people say they're very or extremely interested in the news, down from 63% in 2017. The changing nature of news on social media was also featured in the report, with more traditional platforms like Facebook declining, while video platforms like TikTok and YouTube rise. Facebook's usage for any purpose declined eight points since 2017. Instagram, TikTok and Telegram were the only platforms to have grown in the last year, thanks largely to younger groups. For news usage specifically, Facebook does remain the most used platform, with 28% saying they used it for news in the past week. However, this figure is 14 points lower than its 2016 peak of 42%. 6% of respondents say they used TikTok for news in the past week, though that figure is a much larger 20% for young people aged between 18 and 24. The Reuters Institute director said there were no reasonable grounds for expecting that those born in the 2000s will suddenly come to prefer old-fashioned websites, let alone broadcast in print, simply because they grow older. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss a Ukrainian refugee who won the lottery. A young man who fled Ukraine bought a 5 euro scratch card in the petrol station in Belgium on Monday. He subsequently won half a million euros. Asked how he felt about the win, the man said his feelings were very mixed. A representative of the Belgian National Lottery said his mind was clearly in Ukraine and right now it's difficult to be happy with all that's happening in his country. The man has said that he intends to use the money to help fellow Ukrainians to aid the reconstruction efforts back home. One last thing, we have some news. The first episode of our new series, TLDR's Race Across Europe, is now out on YouTube and Nebula. Here's a quick preview. Go, Jan, go, go, go. He's off. He's off. He's gone. Jan's going. I hate and this. And so are we. 
I hate this. Oh no! Oh, it's, just, it's harsh my vibe so hard. This is the worst thing that could have happened. I mean, Jack is definitely laughed. There's no other way. Guys, it's not looking good. What? 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 What do you mean? What do you mean? We've come through some kind of police barricade. I'm afraid she's dead. I don't know where this Jeremy. Look at those geese. It goes so fast. Oh, now, we'd absolutely love it if you check it out. It's linked below and you can find the first episode on the TLDR EU YouTube channel. If you want even more though, the second episode is available a week early on Nebula and we'll also be releasing every subsequent episode a week early on Nebula too. It's not just the race that's on Nebula either. We publish an extended version of the daily briefing on Nebula each and every day with today's extended edition featuring the latest on Sweden's NATO bid. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creative friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like Real Life Law's incredible Modern Conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's Underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.